to hear a song like Forever Never Amen on the radio still today, you know, I mean, I pitched that song. Yeah. Or, you know, just to, just to know that, that millions of people got to hear the song because we had a meeting with an artist or an A&R person. I mean, well, we love our songs and we want the world to hear them. And when, we, when the world does get to hear them, we get really excited about it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the Nashville AIMP Pubcast. I'm your host, Michael McAnally Baum. I'm the secretary of the Nashville Association of Independent Music Publishers, and I'm the president of Smack Songs. On today's podcast, we've got my good friend and colleague, Robin Palmer. Robin is the senior vice president of creative at Smack, and she taught me what music publishing is all about. She's also the inaugural AIMP Nashville Song Champion, award she proudly shares with Jody Williams of BMI. Robin manages the entire Smack roster, which includes hit songwriters Shane McAnally, Josh Osborne, Matt Ramsey and Trevor Rosen of Old Dominion, Walker Hayes and Matt McGinn, as well as singer-songwriters Josh Jenkins, Renee Blair, and Kylie Morgan, and our newest Smack signings, Aaron Essice and Ryan Beaver. Growing up, my mother had music playing constantly, and she had one of those giant stereos, the big walnut stereo in the middle of the house, and it was always going. And so she had records on there. You know, we played vinyl records. She had uh, Barbra Streisand, Funny Girl soundtrack, or Ray Charles, or uh, Marty Robbins, and just all different kinds of music playing all the time. And my brothers would put their Beatles records on there. And I grew up surrounded. My mother had either the radio or the stereo going constantly. My brother was living here. He was a songwriter, trying to be a songwriter. And um, I just wanted to move to Nashville, um, but I I didn't know I could work in a music business. I didn't understand there was a music business. So Nashville, the city, just drew you here first. I wanted to. I wanted to leave Amarillo, and I mean, just because I was 19, and I thought, I want to. I want to see what else is out there. Sounds like a country song. Yeah, <laughs> and so I moved here to live with my brother, and uh, was going to go to MTSU and finish my college. And I walked into the wrong room uh, registration day because I was going to major in radio, TV, and film. You know, mass comm. I walked in the wrong room, and the music industry professor, Jeff Hull, was talking about the program at MTSU for recording industry management. And I heard what he said, and I thought, that's what I really want to do, so I changed my major that day. On the spot. Mm -hmm. I was an intern for uh, Jim Ed Norman's Gin Songs, and uh, so it was a company that Walter Campbell was at. Walter Campbell, who was at Sony forever, but Walter Campbell ran this publishing company, and a woman named Paige Rowden Levy uh, worked there. And so I met many of the people that worked there with me then are still friends today. Yeah, because it's a relationship-based mm-hmm. town. Totally. And I think that's that probably came when the song Champion was coming up. It was really, you were being awarded for your lifetime of work. Well, I mean, I've really had a million different chapters and it with different companies, but it's so funny. I've only done the exact same thing at every company, you know? <laughs> well, you're good at it. I mean, well, I can speak from just working with you every day. 
one of the things that I, I'll just say is that you know you have this remarkable ear, and as a person who came, it was new to the music publishing or the music industry. I really had to find out what that was. How would you describe that as your as as one of your primary qualities, being able to hear? Well, I mean, I hope I can. I just hear things that I love, and if I love them, it, you know chances are somebody else will love them if they get to hear them. If I know if I can't wait to share that music with somebody, I know I've got something. And where do you find new songwriters? Everywhere. They find you. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, your waiter, your waitress. Um, we go to showcases. We, but it's word of mouth. And, and people that are in the business that are competitors send writers to us all the time. Yeah, because they know that there's something there, but they don't have a space space for it. That brings up an interesting point because I think one of the misconceptions is if you're a great songwriter, that you would just fit at any publisher, and that's um, not always the case. No, it's especially a small company like Smack, for instance. There's there's so many distinct personalities, and it has to be just the right fit that can write. We want to we want them to write together. Yeah. Uh, we want them to spend time together and to hang together because that makes a lot of sense for us in many different levels. But if and if it's if it's a person that doesn't fit in, it's really obvious. Yeah. And then sometimes that 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 comes up too is that part of just the cycle of signing writers is also seeing who's working and who's not and it's there's so many factors at play. So much of it is the work ethic. Yeah. It's so much of it and working smart. What do you think about your job as a cre- you know, creative and in music publishing about trying to, I don't know if the word is coach, if the word is steer. How do you interact with your songwriters to get the best results out of them to make music that has legs? I try to nurture what they do. Um, you know, that's just, I, never, I didn't have, I don't have kids you know, I have I have furry children, but I don't have kids. But I feel like, and and this sounds really corny, but all those writers, I feel like they're my kids. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, get them, I'm trying to get them to the best place they can get to, you know, for their success. And it sounds crazy, but I take I take it very personally. Yeah. I want each and every one to do really well. Well, I've noticed too working with you, and it, this has come up quite a bit, is that there is a sense of family, and you're kind of the head of a family, and the, you know they kind of look to you for a guidance and support, and sometimes tough talks, and you yeah. know sometimes just encouragement. Yeah, and it's such a part of it. You know, you I learned I used to have a boss, a guy named James Stroud. Um, he's still around, but he he made he said something all the time, and it really stuck with me. And he would say, contented cows give good milk. And he would, I mean, he would say it like almost every single day. And it really, really got in, you know, for me because it's so true. You keep writers happy, give them what they need, and they will do well. Here's something I've been meaning to ask you. When you are... Um, when you're working with other publishers, and specifically new publishers who maybe don't have the experience, maybe don't have the roster, um, what is the best way for uh, an, another publisher to connect with you over maybe co-writing opportunities or just to, to be in your world since you know you do value relationships? People reach out all the time, and I always try to reach back. I mean, uh, 
people will reach out and say, I don't know you. Do you want to have lunch? Do you want to go grab a coffee or something like that? And, I mean, I, tr I always want to meet the new people because we have to meet the new people that are coming into the business. It's so important. Uh, and to help them. Yeah. And and if they're if they have any decent if they have decent writers, I'm not opposed to trying something. I'll try it at least once. Yeah. So how important is it like the hang, like the feel of the writers together? So in, in ultimately, because I think every writer also is a representative of the culture of their publisher. Is that something? Do you do a little turn it in a song, but then go a little further and say, what was it like writing with this person? What's I always want to know what it's like. And we, you know, uh, Lee Crable and I work really closely together, and we ask everybody after we set up a new ride, we always want to know, you know, how it was, because we don't want to waste their time. Yeah. Um, every time you sign a rider, the clock starts ticking, and you have, you know, you're on a, you're, the money starts flowing, and the time is really valuable. So if it, if it didn't work, we, we're not going to go back there and yeah. waste that time. Speaking a little bit to the history that you have and all the experience you've had, you know, there is something about the fact that you have spot on instincts. And I've seen it firsthand when a former artist came back to Nashville and nobody in town wanted to really invest any time or any resources into them. But you said this kid, Shane McAnally, has real talent. How many times do you find yourself in those spots where you're just like, I'm feeling something here and fighting for it. Um, I, will, I will say I, when when Shane, when I got reconnected with Shane, I was so struck by his talent, and I was dev devastated because I found out someone else was uh, wanting to work with him, and it was Whitney at Cobalt. <laughs> and I was just, I, I went out and sat, I sat out in my backyard, and I was so sad. I'm like, oh, I don't, what am I going to do? Because yeah. I just felt that strongly about Shane. Yeah, and then about you ultimately were able to work with Whitney, yeah. like in a collaboration between Cobalt this yeah. is way before there was a smack. Um, Correct. And after you signed Shane, other opportunities came up. I know that you were really excited with and you really believed in Mark Beeson and Trevor Rosen. And in both right. of those cases, you also connected companies to do, um, do co-ventures together. Right. Well, in the case of Mark Beeson, we had worked together at EMI many, many years ago, like in the, in the 90s. And he had come back to me. He just needed a little fr fresh approach to writing and publishing. And I was really excited that uh, we could work together again. And as far as Trevor, I just I love him, believe in him. He was working at Best Buy when Shane brought him in to meet me at the company I worked at before Smack. And he was just so driven, and he had, he had like, a million kids and I knew he was really struggling but such a sweet guy and so I'm so glad that we got to work together yeah and we got to do that with Ree Geyer too who's also yeah. an AIMP board member I know like thank goodness for Ree I know because yeah. I know Shane couldn't afford it at the time on his own and Ree stepped in and she was a great partner yeah. And Trevor. And continues to be. I think what's fun for us is just to see how partnership has been a big part of Smack's story yes 
We've been so fortunate. I mean, just all of Shane's, um, he has such great relationships around town to everybody that loves him. Everybody that meets him loves him and wants to work with him. And it makes it so much easier on his team. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll switch gears on you. What's your favorite thing about your job? What do you look forward to each day? Um, hearing, hearing a song that I cannot wait to share with somebody. Is there anything that you would say is your least favorite thing that you get to do each day? Um, I never want to, I never want to, uh, break anyone's spirit or, um, you know, it's hard to say no to creative people. And there are people that come to meet, come to meet with us that, you know, they're not there yet. They're not ready for a deal or not ready. I mean, in my opinion, I might be wrong, but it's just really hard to, to, to break somebody's spirit because you know they're so driven the fact that they came here to and to pursue this dream and then you have to say i'm sorry this doesn't work yeah for me yeah and that's a tough one too because people can either take that as a motivator or they can take and work harder or they can yeah. take it as you know a negative but that's all outside your control correct i think right. one of the things you're good at is giving real feedback though like to really say you mm. know it, i try to I really, that's, you know, I just, I never want to hurt anybody's feelings or, and there's no point in it. People that do that, I think there's, that's not right. Short-sighted too. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're here proof of the fact that relationships are what really drive this town. So it's important Absolutely. to treat everybody respectfully. And totally. And everyone is either on the way up or on the way down. Yeah. They're so, all moving. <laughs> and they're all moving. So you just treat everybody with respect, I believe. Given the um, experience that you have now, if you were to go back and give advice to a new publisher or somebody who came to town, maybe just graduated from school and is getting a job in the music publishing industry, if you could give advice to them, what, what kind of things would pop into your head? I would reach out to people and see if you could buy them a cup of coffee, like people that... You know, I would throw out a name like Frank Liddell yeah. or, or Ree Geyer, you know. And Frank and Ree will love you for doing that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? People that you can really trust their their opinion. And, I mean, those people are, they're accessible and they're, they're super nice people. How important are mentors or people who you develop a personal relationship? It's the that, most important thing. And, and I want to say my mentor was Celia Froelig. And she is, she's still here in town and doing great things, but she is, you know, if it hadn't been for her, I don't, I don't know yeah. what I would have done. She'd be, she's just, she influences every decision I ever make because the way she treated people and the way she treats people. You have a what would Celia do? Always. Uh, bumper sticker. Totally. <laughs> How do you feel about the changing climate and the landscape for music industry, the way that things are shifting to digital? Are you optimistic about how, what, how the net effect to us is going to be? I mean, I have to be. Yeah. Because, you know, this is, we have to keep doing what we're doing and hope, hopefully it'll all get worked out. And you know at Smack, and you're a big part of this, that we diversify. Besides, we also get into artist development and beyond. How important is that, you think, for... I think I think it's proving to be really important, and I mean, publishers are no longer just one-trick ponies. I mean, we have to develop the artist and present them. And sometimes you don't even need 
I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes you don't even need another partner. I mean, mm-hmm. and you look at, you know, what Luke Combs has done. I mean, that's a pretty amazing story. Yeah. So. So sometimes it's just investing, you know? Exactly. <laughs> when someone asked me recently, I was just, I, I always just go back to this idea that all songwriters are artists. They're just, some of them just don't want to be you know, touring and out singing in front of mics and doing radio tours, but they're all in the, the act of creation. Mm-hmm. Sure. And is it fun? Do you like, do you like being a part of like where it's all happening? I love it. I love it. I like to sit back and just watch it all happen. Yeah. I, I don't want to be in the front or in the, you know, I want to be in the background just watching everybody's little dreams coming true. Hey, you're holding the shit together while it's all happening. Just, just, it's so much fun. You know, seeing what all's going on with some of our some of our people and and other people at different companies. I mean, I love it. It's everybody's in the same. We're not really competing with each other. Well, who pops to mind of somebody that that there's no smack angle to? You're just a big fan. I mean, I mentioned uh, Frank Liddell. Um, anytime he has a win, I get excited for him because I just think he's such a good guy. Yeah. You know. Are there any writers on your radar that you're really? There trying are, to connect your people with or you're excited about? There's a, I mean, boy, put me on the spot. <laughs> there's so many writers that I'm fans of. I love Lori McKenna, you know, yeah. and for her to write a song like Humble and Kind, I mean, it's just such an amazing song, and she wrote it by herself. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're big fans too. You know, we asked what kind of advice you would give to new publishers. What what would you what kind of advice do you see the most consistently you're giving to your writers right now? Just keep your head down and and don't cancel anything that we book because Do you want me to repeat that? <laughs> don't cancel your rights. Well, I mean, you know, the the successful writers and I'm just gonna use Shane as an example. And Josh Osborne. I mean, I was, let me just use both of them because they really both are the same. As far as their work ethic, they don't cancel. Yeah. They show up. And and there was a time when I started working with Shane. There, he was writing with people he had never heard of, you know, but it was on his calendar, and he would show up. He didn't question. And, you know, he trusted. And some of those people really worked out, and some didn't. But that's that's... We're in, we're trying to coach and and nurture these writers and give them the best rights we can. And they if they show up and work, usually good things happen. This Nashville AIMP podcast was brought to you by our friends at Anderson Benson Insurance, experienced locally owned brokers who take a creative approach to simplifying insurance and risk management. These guys are relationship people, and they have the experience to understand all the aspects of our ever changing industry. They prepare all their clients, including me, for their next level of success. I have all my insurance accounts with them, and Anderson Benson is an important part of my team. I have cell phone numbers if I have questions, and they're always available to help. Look them up at andersonbenson.com.